Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 22nd of November. India today registered 45,209 new coronavirus cases, taking the country's tally to 90,95,806. The total death toll rose to 1,33,227, with 501 more deaths recorded today. The number of active cases stood at 4,40,962. So far, 85,21,617 people have recovered from the disease. The death toll due to COVID-19 in the national capital climbed to 8,270 as 111 deaths were reported in the last 24 hours. The Arvind Kejriwal-led Ahmadbi Party government has directed district health teams to visit patients who are in home isolation to ensure that they follow all COVID-19 norms. The government has also increased the RT-PCR testing capacity to 37,000 tests per day. Meanwhile, the Maharashtra government is toying with the idea of suspending flights from Delhi to Mumbai amid a surge in coronavirus cases in the national capital. Principal Secretary Sanjay Kumar told PTI that train services between Delhi and Mumbai could also be stopped. The Rajasthan government yesterday announced night curfew in eight district headquarters with immediate effect. A government release said, Markets, restaurants, shopping malls and other commercial establishments in urban areas of Jaipur, Jodhpur, Kota, Bikaner, Udaipur, Ajmer, Alwar and Bilwara will remain open till 7pm while night curfew will be imposed from 8pm till 6am. Those going to attend weddings, people associated with essential services, those going out for medicines and those travelling by bus, train and flights will be exempted. Only a maximum of 100 people can attend weddings and political, cultural and religious programmes. Also, the fine for not wearing masks has been increased from 200 rupees to 500 rupees. At the 15th G20 summit convened by Saudi Arabia, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said that COVID-19 pandemic is an important turning point in the history of humankind and the biggest challenge since World War II. An official statement by the Ministry of External Affairs said Modi called for a new global index for the post-corona world that comprises four key elements creation of a vast talent pool, ensuring that technology reaches all segments of the society, transparency in systems of governance, and dealing with Mother Earth with a spirit of trusteeship. Meanwhile, a parliamentary panel led by Samajbati Party's Rajya Sabha MP Ram Gopal Yadav said in a report that COVID-19 patients were charged exorbitant fees for private treatment in the absence of specific guidelines, adding that a sustainable pricing model could have averted many deaths. The report also emphasised the need for a better partnership between the government and private hospitals in view of the pandemic and shortage of state-run healthcare facilities. In Bihar's Gaya district today, three alleged Maoists were killed by security forces. The killings took place around midnight in the Bharachati forest area of the district, about 100 kilometres from the state capital, the Indian Express reported. The slain men included Zonal Commander of the Maoists, Alok Yadav, the police claimed. A court in Mumbai sent comedian Bharti Singh and her husband Harsh Limbachia to judicial custody till December 4th in connection with the seizure of ganja from their residence. The couple were arrested by the Narcotics Control Bureau or NCB. While Bharti was arrested on Saturday, her husband was placed under arrest today morning after being questioned for 15 hours. The NCB release read, and I quote, Both Bharti Singh and her husband Harsh Limbachia accepted consuming ganja. Ms. Singh was placed under arrest under the Narcotics Drug and Psychotropic Substances Act 1986. Unquote. 
Bharti Singh has appeared in a number of comedy and reality shows on TV and also hosted a few shows. The search was conducted as part of the ongoing probe by the NCB into alleged drug use in the entertainment industry. Over the past few months, top Bollywood actors Deepika Padukone, Sara Ali Khan, Rakulpreet Singh and Shraddha Kapoor have all been questioned by the NCB as part of its attempt to unravel the network of drug supply to celebrities. Kerala Governor Arif Mohammad Khan has given his approval to a draconian ordinance by the LDF government amending the Kerala Police Act to provide for jail terms for any social media or cyber post that is deemed offensive or threatening. Khan's office yesterday confirmed that he had signed the ordinance that adds a new provision to the Kerala Police Act. It lays down that any person who creates or sends any information that is offensive or is intended to offend or threaten another person through any means of communication is liable to face imprisonment of up to 5 years or a fine of rupees 10000 or both. Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan has claimed the decision was guided by growing abuse on social media targeting individuals. Kerala-based advocate Anup Kumar, who moved the Supreme Court in 2015 against another section 118D of the Act, said he would move the High Court against the ordinance. He said in a quote, "The government claims that section 118A is meant to protect people, particularly women from social media abuse, but in reality the new law would be used by the authorities and government against those who criticize them." Unquote. Striking down section 118D of the Kerala Police Act, the Supreme Court had declared it unconstitutional for violating the fundamental right of freedom of speech and expression. An official release last month announcing the cabinet's recommendation to the governor regarding the ordinance had said the Kerala High Court had earlier directed the state police to take steps against hate campaigns and attacks through social media. A Pakistani drone was sighted hovering in the skies near the line of control today in Mandar section of Pooch district following which the army has launched a search operations security officials claimed The search operation was launched in Basoni Darana and adjoining areas shortly after the detection of the drone yesterday evening The official alleged that the Pakistan has increased the use of drones to airdrop weapons and narcotic substances along the LOC and IB over the past 6 months prompting a high alert along the borders On Thursday the Indian Army denied a report claiming that it had carried out precision strikes on terror camps in Pakistan occupied Kashmir. The clarification came after a report carried by PTI had claimed that the Indian Army was carrying out pinpoint strikes in POK in response to Pakistan's attempts to push militants into India. The report emerged on the same day the security forces killed four suspected militants in a gunfight along the Jammu Srinagar National Highway near Nagrota. News channels stepped back on their coverage but many of them had already managed to stir up a frenzy within that short period of time. They were supported in this endeavor by news reports in several leading publication. In a hurry to break news, they forgot to verify it. Do read Mohammad Tahir Shabi's report titled Big Success for Modi Sarkar. How news channels aired unverified news on India's pinpoint strikes in POK. You can read this report in Hindi as well. Dear listeners, News Laundry is an independent news platform producing ground reports, podcast interviews, videos, media critique and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. Now let's move on to the international updates. The number of COVID-19 infections in the world has risen to more than 58 million, while more than 1.37 million people have died, according to John Hopkins University data. 
The United States recorded more than 12 million COVID-19 cases on Saturday, just days ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday that health experts had warned could fuel the surging spread of infection across the country. The virus claimed more than 255,000 lives in the United States, more than in any other nation, according to the Reuters tally. Donald Trump appears to have admitted that coronavirus is running wild across the U.S., in contrast with his statements throughout the election campaign that the country was rounding the turn on the pandemic. As new COVID infections in the U.S. approached 200,000 a day, Trump took to Twitter on Saturday night, and I quote, The fake news is not talking about the fact that COVID is running wild all over the world, not just in the U.S., unquote. South Korea will consider preemptively tightening some social distancing rules in Seoul and surrounding areas, as the country reported more than 300 new coronavirus cases for a fifth straight day. Prime Minister Chung Se-kyun told a government meeting that officials would be discussing whether to enforce tougher distancing regulations for the Seoul area as well as the southwestern region of the country, Yonhap News Agency reported. Chung said, and I quote, We are at a critical juncture of facing a large number of infections nationwide, unquote. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency or the KDCA reported 330 new daily coronavirus cases as of midnight on Saturday, a drop from 386 reported the day before, a level not seen since August. Leaders of the 20 biggest economies on Saturday vowed to ensure fair distribution of COVID-19 vaccines, drugs and tests around the world and do what was needed to support poorer countries struggling to recover from the coronavirus pandemic, Reuters reported. The leader said in a draft G20 communique seen by Reuters, and I quote, We will spare no effort to ensure their affordable and equitable access for all people, consistent with members' commitments to incentivize innovation. We recognize the role of extensive immunization as a global public good, unquote. G20 leaders are concerned that the pandemic might further deepen global divisions between the rich and the poor. Protests erupted across Brazil on Friday after a black man was beaten to death by white security guards at a Carefo grocery store in Porto Alegre. Carefo Brazil said it terminated the contract of the security firm whose employees had beaten the man to death. A short video captured by a store employee showed one guard restraining the man, João Alberto Silveira Fritas, just outside the supermarket. Another security guard repeatedly struck Fritas' face. Later, clips recorded after the initial strike showed a guard kneeling on Freitas' back, The Guardian reported. Protests were held outside several Care4 stores across Brazil with demonstrators chanting Black Lives Matter and Care4 Killer. Fires were lit in some stores. Some protesters compared Freitas' death to that of George Floyd, who died while in police custody earlier this year and sparked protests around the world. In a statement, Care4 Brazil, the local unit of France's Care4, said it deeply regretted what it called a brutal death and said it immediately took steps to ensure those responsible were legally punished. Thousands of people on Saturday staged the biggest protest yet against Guatemalan President Alejandro Giametay with some setting fire to Congress, fueled by anger over cuts in the 2021 budget just as the country reels from back-to-back storms. The protests came as about 7,000 people were demonstrating in front of the National Palace in Guatemala City against the budget, which protesters say was negotiated and passed by legislators in secret while the Central American country was distracted by the fallout of back-to-back hurricanes and the COVID-19 pandemic. Video on social media showed flames shooting out of a window in the legislative building. According to media reports, security agents fired tear gas at protesters and there were people injured. 
Mauricio Ramirez, a 20-year-old university student, said, and I quote, I feel like the future is being stolen from us. We don't see any changes. This cannot continue like this. Unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. On NL Charcha, Newslaundry's Meghna Des, Anand Vardhan and Shardul Katyayan are joined by Professor and Vaccineologist Dr. Madhu Gupta. They discuss about COVID-19 vaccines, Bihar Assembly elections, the arrest of Kerala journalist in UP, among other topics. Here's a snippet from the episode. The coronavirus evidence is stable. Its chances, because this is all research, so I'm not 100% sure. But research is virus is stable. So the vaccine is effective. दूसरे इन्फ्लुएंजा या फ्लू वैक्सीन्स के मुकाबले तो वो भी मतलब ये इस तरह के एविडेंसेस भी हैं दैट्स ऑल आई हैव फॉर यू टुडे हैव अ गुड डे और अ गुड नाइट डिपेंडिंग ऑन वेयर यू आर लिसनिंग फ्रॉम सी यू टुमारो ऑल द न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट्स आर अवेलेबल ऑन स्टिचर आईट्यून्स एंड एनी अदर पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म प्लीज सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री हेल्प अस कीप न्यूज़ इंडिपेंडेंट catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel